the first congregational meeting after Jesus left the earth. Pentecost. So don't come in here thinking boring congregational meeting. <laughs> so um, as we uh, gather to worship, um, as we like to do when we gather as uh, the body of Christ, anybody get anything as we were worshiping? Maybe the Lord gave you a scripture, a word, an image, a word for the church, a word for someone else specifically. Um, anything that you'd want to share? And Jane, if you've got a mic. Yeah. yeah. You want to give it to Marilyn there? So tell us who you are and then give us the good news. Merlin Gonzalez. Um, it, it might be just me, but I just feel like we are one day closer to the coming of the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to accelerate his coming through uh, really not just loving on people, but loving people in the name of Christ. Mm-hmm. Serving people, not just serving people, but serving people in the name of Christ. And what what came to me too is... Um, a practical way to do that probably is to go on 82nd Street and pray for the businesses and release the glory of God. Um, not just, you know, um, but go door to door. So, I don't know, I'm, I'm still asking, processing it myself if uh, I should do it also. I mean, of course, if I should do it first. Yeah. So Lead on, okay. Merlin. Yeah. Great, thank you. Great. Okay. What else? Anything else? Feel like the Lord might be saying, encouraging. I'm a very patient person. Sometimes it takes a while. Okay. I don't know if this is just from here, but um I went home today and I went through all of the core um, messages that I had heard, and I went back through all the scriptures. Wait, wait! You went back in all the sermons that just happened. Did everyone hear what she said? She just did. I was double checking. I heard that. Except I didn't. uh, I didn't come for core one, which was the presence of God, and I didn't come for core four, which was the supernatural. But I'm still going to listen to those on tape. I haven't yet. Um, And I didn't get to yours today because I got caught up in Adam's um, in the transformation. Okay, that's enough. (laughs) I'm sorry, Kate. Go ahead. I'm joking. But um, what I was really excited about when you study Colossians 3:14 it talks about how we are to forbear and forgive and um I recently lost a very close friend um that was involved with me at the great banquet she had a sudden heart attack on the 7th of February and she was such a bright um christian and she went out into any community that she was in, and she was just asking people if she could pray for them, and she knew about them. And um, and so I was thinking about how she had said one time that we don't get to the full glory of God until we die and we're with Jesus in heaven. And so we do need to look at people's differences we need to accept people we need to um, be willing to forgive 
um, their indiscretions, whatever. And um, that's all part of forbearing one another and forgiving people. And then the verse right after that talks about um, charity being, you know, the biggest thing. It's the biggest piece to all the puzzle. If you if you have love for one another, then everything else will fall into place. And I was just impressed with that. And this church, we all have love for one another. We're all different, but we come together because we love Christ and we want to be the best servant that we can be. That's great. Thank you, Kay. That's awesome. That's encouraging. Anybody else? Okay. I heard a peep. Okay, Jen, do you want to go back to Nancy? We want it for posterity. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. No limit. No limit. Awesome. Thank you, Nancy. Okay, Adam, you want to come forward? All right. Well, Lord, we thank you for those good words. We thank you for that encouragement and those prophetic um, declarations. And Lord, I thank you that we uh, we stand in grace and there is no limit to grace. Grace is under us and over us, in us and through us, before us, behind us. And so, Jesus, thank you for grace abundant and overflowing lives in Jesus name. Amen. All right. Good evening. Thanks to all of you for coming out tonight. Um, so first thing I just want to share um, a ministry update. Randy is uh, handing out a packet of, i sent out an email or a questionnaire to our various ministry leaders and group leaders asking them uh, various questions about the ministry that they lead or the group that they lead. And uh, we're not going to go through all of it, but uh, just a way for you to kind of see some of the things that the Lord's done. I asked for some testimonies um, and this will be a way if uh, reading through there, a group that you want to or ministry that you would like to maybe connect with. We've got tons of of opportunities um, at the church, and we're trying to think of all the best ways that we can communicate what's going on and help people get plugged in where they need to to plug in. Um, So there's just kind of a sampling. I think about 14 or so different groups or or ministries responded. Um, So exciting things that that God's doing. Lots more stories that that we didn't get captured, um, but that will be uh, for you. Like I said, if you want to figure out some different ways that you would like to try to get connected, um, things that might be of interest to you, give a little bit of a, a one-page commercial from the various groups or ministries. Uh, next, our financial update. I'm not going to go through a lot of figures. Uh, what I can tell you is that our, our giving for this year was over budget. Uh, which is, yeah, that's exciting. What's more exciting, though, is an increase in generosity. Um, we, I had somebody pose a question to me. If somebody came to us and, and gave us a $50 million check and we wouldn't have to worry about budget ever again, would we ever talk about money? Would we ever talk about giving? 
And um, I would like to think, yes, we would, because giving is a part of following Jesus. It's it's an issue of generosity, not where are we at the budget with our budget. Um, but that's that's what was exciting was that we were over budget for the year because people were generous, and um, our spending was under budget because our our staff and elders are very conscientious of that and want to be really good stewards of what God has given us, has entrusted to us. So uh, that's great uh, to see. We have approved our budget for this year, for 2020. There will not really be any significant changes in large part because we know that we'll have a capital campaign this year. um, And we just didn't anticipate many changes right now, uh, ministry-wise, that we would need or staff-wise because where our staff is set, which is exciting. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, so again, we're, we're very excited about this year. Yeah, if you have any other questions, feel free to, to come ask me or Tanya Wingfield, um, who is our treasurer, for those who didn't know. Uh, building update. Right now, we do not have any physical prospects. Um, since we kind of made known that we were going to be looking for a building, we had various people approach us, and there were nine different properties that people wondered about. I sent those to a realtor that we've been working with, and none of those are an option for various reasons. One, they're not for sale. Uh, two, they're way out of our, our budget or what we anticipate our budget being. Or number three, it would um, – forget what it's called, but essentially like a business HOA where the other businesses would have to approve a church coming in, which they might not be too happy about a, um, a tax-exempt organization coming in, you know, when they've got to pay taxes themselves. So we're still looking. We're still praying. If you have anything that you're wondering about, send it to me. I'll, I'll find out. I'll, I'll ask about it. Uh, Last weekend, we did meet with our consultant. We had our first uh, meeting with our consultant, kind of talk through vision and values, uh, where where we see us going as a church, and uh, that went that went great. That was just really step one. There's a number of uh, pre-work or pre-public aspects to working with the consultant, and. One of the things that he will be doing is developing a questionnaire that we'll distribute throughout the whole church. So you all will have a say um, in kind of where where you think we are, what what we need to be working on. And um, he'll be th- that will be anonymous from us as a staff. We won't know how people respond, but he will um, want to meet individually or, or talk with certain people. Not sure how he's going to pick that out, um, <laughs> but. I don't know, maybe just draw names out of a hat or something, who knows. Uh, but that will give you an opportunity to kind of have some input um, on where where you think we are and 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 we'll be heading. So uh, not necessarily the building, but just the kind of the, the campaign. Yeah, the initial doing doing the campaign. So, yeah. So, Randy, back to you. The uh, 24-7. I want to um, just give a real uh, strong encouragement for what's coming in the next few weeks. Uh, beginning uh, This coming Sunday, I'll uh, speak sort of an introductory message about our annual 24-7 prayer room, 
We've been uh, setting aside a, a space in our um, sanctuary as a prayer room 24-7 for some amount of time, any time between 14 and 40 days, 50 days. Lynn, did we do 50 days one time? Um, uh, we've been doing that for 12 years, I think now, 12 or 13 years. It has become a huge part of, um, I think, the character, sort of the ongoing character and work of our church as a body. We are known in the city as a praying church, and I think mainly that's because we pray. Uh, and we are, we're learning how to pray, and we learn how to pray by praying. And we do it in many different ways um, and many different groups. But I'm excited. I'm always excited. I'm particularly excited about 24-7 this year. It will uh, officially begin. The prayer room back there will open on March the 1st. So we normally do 24-7 prayer through Lent. We will not be beginning on Ash Wednesday, but beginning the first Sunday of Lent, March the 1st. That will go through Good Friday, um, just before Easter. So roughly 46, 4, 5 days, Adam, something like that. 42 days um, of prayer 24-7. That, that, that means that every hour for 42 days, there's someone in that prayer room in this building praying. They're before the throne, they're listening to God, they're worshiping God, they're interceding on behalf of people, themselves, the church, the region. It's an exciting thing, and we will invite other churches into that as well. The, um, the calendar is already up on the wall. Theme of the prayer room this year is make way. That's a very broad theme, but make way, and here's the idea. Um, even as I spoke this morning, we recognize we don't bring a move of God. We don't bring revival. But there are things that God's asked us to do. A part of discipleship is walking with Jesus. And there are spiritual disciplines, spiritual practices, and ways that we position ourselves before God so that God can do what only God can do, which is change us uh, into the image of Jesus and then use us in the world to bring all the things we just you know, sang about, to, to bring the love of God, the power of God to other people. So the, we're calling the, series, uh, the sermon series and the prayer room Make Way. And the idea is this. It's a, it's a time set apart for each uh, vineyardite, each person associated with the vineyard, to make room in their hearts for God, to make space in their lives for God, to reorient themselves towards God and God alone. And so we'll be giving specific messages over that time related to how do we, um, how do we orient our lives in the life of God, a question that popped into my head a couple of weeks ago is, um, is God a part of your life or are you a part of God's life? That one got me. <laughs> that one like, whoa, I think there might be a reorientation that God's giving us as, as a people right now. So um, we'll begin with that and then move through how we make way in the world for the word of God to go into the world through intercession how we make way in, uh, in our lives for Jesus to come and do what he wants to do through confession, through forgiveness, through spiritual disciplines like fasting, Sabbath, rest, things like that. So I'm, I'm excited about the series um, and about all that that will mean for us. And that's just Sundays. Every other day of the week for every, you know, every hour of every day, someone will be in this space praying 
And uh, I guess it wasn't me. It was the, some of the creative team uh, asked, can we let the prayer room spill out into the sanctuary this year? So sometimes the you know prophetic things will go up on the wall and we'll post them around. But we decided this year that rather than confining God to the prayer room, <laughs> we thought he could maybe come on into the sanctuary. You know, it's a joke. I'm just kidding. But we, we busted open. It, it may be that this is the last um, prayer room. 24-7 that we have in this building. So we really want to saturate this, this, with this space with our prayers. And so a number of people on the team have worked through some creative stations in the prayer room. So it'll be a little bit more interactive than it's ever been and a great space to bring friends, family, transforming group, uh, you know, neighborhood groups, people from other churches, uh, schools, heck, enemies, anyone bring anyone into the prayer room we're really excited about it and i'm not i'm not prophesying declaring a a big move of god i don't i don't know what's coming but i know that when a people of god make way for god asking and believe that it'll come he comes and and when jesus is present as he is with us he brings every part of the godhead every good thing that god wants to do we're opening our lives to so I'm going to be giving a real strong encouragement this next Sunday for every single person in the congregation to spend an hour at, at the very least in the prayer room. It's almost a thousand hours of prayer. There will be specific times of worship. Lynn and her first first fruits uh, team will be doing that early Sunday mornings and maybe some other t- other times during the weeks. Transforming groups will use the space, but I'm going to be encouraging the the whole church. If you've been in the prayer room one hour in the past, two hours this year, or if you've done uh, you know an hour every day, two hours every day. I mean, I just feel like God's inviting us to more, and the more space we make in our lives for Him, the more we will see that our lives are really in Him and not Him in our lives. So there's there's just my initial challenge for the prayer room. A strong encouragement. If you know people from other churches, you're connected with people from other spaces. This is a kingdom prayer room. This is not a vineyard prayer room. It happens to be in the vineyard church. But um, I would love to see 20, 30, 40 different churches walking into this space so that uh, Jesus gets a lot of diverse praise. All right. Any specific questions about the, the prayer room? It's a big thing happening for the next eight weeks or so. That's it. Yeah. I will go through all of that. In fact, uh, Ian, I'm going to hope that Ian that and Adam will give a very practical demonstration of that. But everything will be locked. We have a buzzer out there. We have security. You can see through. So 24-7, the place is safe. And, um, and there's always someone in it. So only the person inside can let the next person in. Yeah. And then we've got codes and a special key and um, armed guards and various drones and things like that all right okay uh delana where's delana beber um in as we've done many years um jacqueline our pastor over prayer and the prophetic um gathered uh, some groups of people to listen to the lord and to declare what do you see god doing inviting us into etc in 2000 in 2000 in 2020 and uh, Delena is normally our scribe and our chief synthesizer and synopticizer. And um, so she's kind of put together, here's what we've heard, a, a sort of collectively, invitations of the Lord for two th- uh, 2020. So, Delena, over to you. Thank you. 
Hi. Um, it's really exciting, especially thinking about what the next series is. <clears throat> As we went through this, Jacqueline sent out an email to a bunch of people, so many of you may have gotten that. Um, we met for three weeks over the course of a month, and then subsequent words, dreams, and visions were emailed to Jacqueline. So I got to sit through all of those meetings in Scribe and then take all the extra words and go through. So what I was looking for was the heart of the Father for what he is inviting us into. So your next series is right on target with what God's doing because he's inviting us into a lot of things. So what I'm going to do is share some of the significant parts that were shared in, like, the meetings, but then the notes that were uh, after the fact, how those threads fit into each piece, if that makes sense. So someone had a dream that Jesus was offering each one of us a cup of soup, and he wanted us to take this cup of soup with both of our hands, which meant whatever we were holding on to, we had to let go of. Make sense? And Jesus said, I am so pleased as you go out to serve me, but don't neglect the nutrients that I have for you. Take my cup with both of your hands, and when you need a sip, consciously take a sip of what I have prepared for you. I have prepared for you my goodness, my grace, my mercy, my compassionate love, my strength, my anointing, my wisdom, my counsel, my might, and my word. So then the threads that came from other parts were, someone said, in order to receive from him, we must let go of what we want. We must let go of what we think we need and ask and trust him for what he wants to give us instead. Let go of what you think it has to be and ask me what I want for you. And ask me what it needs to be, not just what you think it needs to be. So a lot of us individually asking the Lord what he wants. And the other thing that was all through this was a thing called both and. It's us individually, but it's also us as a church. So as we grow individually, that spills over into our identity of who we are as a church. So the both and thing came up a lot. So somebody had a dream that Randy and Adam were plowing two sections of the same field. And they were complementary to one another. And so we are in a pioneering movement. And the ground that Randy and Adam were plowing, it looked like it was hard. But as they moved in the field, the soil was really dark and rich, and it wasn't as hard as it appeared to be. So the threads for that were that the ground represents situations in our individual lives and in our corporate life. And they may appear to be hard, but it isn't hard because God himself This is doing a work that we do not necessarily see. But as we partner with him, it's easier and easier. And the hope is that what appears to be difficult isn't going to be because God, God is doing a work. And then someone had a dream or a vision, I can't remember which, about a river that was full of debris. And that there was like no living water flowing in it whatsoever. It was just full of junk. But the Lord himself was restoring the banks of the river. This person wasn't doing it. The Lord was doing it. Um, So that the river itself could rise up in full power. 
And then someone said that we as a church are at a tipping point. And so I had to look that up because I didn't know what that meant. The tipping point is an issue, an idea, when an issue or an idea crosses a certain threshold and gains significant momentum triggered by some minor factor or change. So that's interesting. So then the other threads were as, as we individually fill our own hearts with the living water, we will receive grace and mercy from the Father to overcome and to live and that we will also grow into who we are as individuals and as the church. The Lord is doing these things and offering these invitations to us because he is good. It has nothing to do with us or our striving. It has everything to do with his goodness and who he is. And as the Lord fills us up, it is easier for us to let go of our own stuff and leave it behind and move forward with the Lord. As we empty ourselves out, The Lord has more room to fill us with himself and whatever else he desires to give us. So then think souped up, getting rid of the debris in the water, etc. And then two of my friends had um, dreams and or visions about people who were in captivity and, and were hopeless. And or both, they were asleep. So as as God woke them up and brought them into a place of freedom, they had hope and they had fire in their eyes, which was interesting because both of those visions were the people had fire in their eyes. That would be us, you know. Our dreams still matter. We still have passion. So to wrap it all up, um, we are in a prophetic time of exhortation, both individually and corporately. We're in a time of preparation where God is tilling the soil of our hearts and situations. We are in a time of movement, a time to partner with the Lord and check in to see what he wants, not just what we think we want. We're in a time to strengthen ourselves in the Lord, to focus on Jesus, and all of that is equal for breakthrough. And then my friend Graham Cook says there's no breakthrough without follow-through. So as we break through into these individual things that the Lord has for us, that spills over into us corporate. So as we walk in our own breakthroughs, we get a corporate breakthrough as well. Thank you. Thanks, Delaney. You can clap for Delaney. Okay. And we're a relatively small group of people. Are there any questions, any specific questions you have, maybe something that was shared tonight, you're looking for more information or practical question about the church at this point? One other thing I want do you have, is it a, is it a biblical usually Kay comes up after the service and says I have three questions about the Bible no 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 specific question So your your question is here's a good word for you all yeah, it's a good word. <laughs> yeah. And if we follow God's purpose, then it's not our purpose through God. We shouldn't be concerned about that. What we should be concerned about, because sometimes I think people look at the question wrong. You know, it's like, well, what is my purpose in God? Well, what is God's purpose in you? Yeah. And if we follow God's purpose in that, we'll be okay. It's good. Okay. Thanks. Good. That was, it was okay. maybe. 
Maybe so. And any other questions, specific questions that you might have before we have a time in ministry? One, uh, just maybe two other little comments I want to make. One is we are uh, looking for two more elders right now, so we're in the nomination process. I've received some nominations for elders, so those um, those terms will begin the 1st of April. So if you've got people that you know have been in, in the church for at least two years and you see them in leadership, you see them sort of doing the eldering job in the church, you think they would be a good elder, uh, read uh, first. I get my Timothy's and my Titus's. Titus 1 and First Timothy 3. Is that right? Did I get that right? Uh, what are you? <laughs> um, you, you read, read those. And if you think someone would be good as an elder, we'll, we go through a process as our elders to pray through, discern, talk to those people, and then we'll bring two other elders as two are going off. Um, the other thing is just um, want to give, I felt like a, lead, a prophetic, Maybe understanding, not correction, but interpretation. When Delana talks about, you know, Adam and Randy plowing the field, I think you all know this, but I want to make sure that you understand this. It's, it's figurative. We happen to be leaders in the church. Every single person in this church is plowing the field. You're working the field wherever you go. When Merlin does his work in the city, he's plowing the field, you know. When Keith does his work in business, he's plowing the field. When Lynn and her crew are all around here worshiping, they're plowing the field. The reason the ground is fertile and easy is because all that work is being done. Uh, So I just want to make sure that we recognize, you know, along with this kingdom mindset, God has each and every one of us here with reason. One of the things Jane and I have always loved about the vineyard is everyone gets to play. It's not just that everyone gets to play. Everyone must play. We need. You must play. We need you. There's something unique about the the, the individuals God has brought into this church. And um, to the extent that we dive in and play as God's given us grace, we become the church he's called us to be. So I just wanted to clarify that. Okay. Oh, <laughs> let's see. No, I don't think that's Let's stand up. And um, just let me invite any, anyone, uh, any specific things as we end tonight that you think we, God wants to do in ministry. That's how we roll as a family. God speaks and we pray for one another. Anything that you get that you think we should be praying for, specific ministry calls. I don't want anyone to leave tonight if you've got a specific need that we could pray for. So any people that want to come up and sort of be a ministry team, Adam, or any, I mean, anyone here could do that. Jane, you want to come forward? Any specific things that you hear? I'll, I'll give this one to, to start us. Um, while we were worshiping, the Lord drew my attention to Ezekiel 37. It's a, it's a favorite, and it's, you know, dry bones and prophesied of the bones and all that. But the specific verse that, came, that, that popped out to me is the Lord says, I will put my breath in you, and you will live. I will put my breath in you, and you will live. So I think that um, if there's anyone here tonight... Um, that is uh, sort of breathless in their pursuit of God right now. You're just kind of you're kind of out of steam. It's like you 
you ran the race and you're, you're out of wind. I think the Lord wants to give his breath to some people tonight. So um, if, if that's you, just come on forward and we'll pray. Jen, if you want that, you can be a prayee instead of anything else. Anything. Speak up real loud. When, when you get the big answer to that, I would love to hear that. We, we long to be a place where people can be deeply connected. And for some people, we are that place, and it's amazing. And for others, it, it, you, don't, you don't feel that. And I, I, I always encourage someone, if you, if you feel like, hey, I've been here, and I don't know how to be connected, I don't feel connected, you, you get to be a connector. You get to be a connector, uh, but come to us as a staff, as elders in, in ministry leaders. We long for that. And I'll just be very, very honest. Um, for years, we've had this kind of sense of a church as we get all this passion and all this power and all this. Um, so many good things happen. And yet sometimes people feel uh, it, it's difficult to feel connected. And we as a staff and elders try to think through and pray through and develop things that will allow that. So. I don't know if there's a spiritual thing there. I don't know if it's from the top or where. I don't know the answer to that. But I'll tell you that, in all honesty, it's something that we talk about in our staff meetings. We pray about in our elder meetings because we know um, there is more intimacy, more community um, offered to this body than we currently experience. We know that. So we will pray for that. Okay. Any other ministry-related things I'm going to? There's an invitation for a break, breakthrough in relationship, just in that idea of what Stacy was talking about, but also just um, with the breath, like we also breathe in his worthiness, and so there's um, an opportunity to break through worthiness. Awesome. Okay. Um, Nate, did you mind playing some fun music? Okay. So if you'd like someone to pray for you, come on forward. If you just need to talk to someone or pray where you are, that's fine. I really appreciate we appreciate you coming out tonight for a, a Sunday congregational meeting. Um, let me just pray a blessing on all of you, and then we can minister to each other. Father, thank you. You're present in your people. You're present in your church. You love us. And we are so thankful for your grace, grace your mercy, your compassion. Lord, I ask that you extend your hand of blessing to each of these tonight who came, that they would go out filled with your love and with your power and with your breath breathing life into them. In Jesus' name, amen. If you want.